I don't know. You don't want to go? You don't want to go I'll, for it? I feel like I don't have very very many nice things to say on this episode 105. Well, I feel like we spent uh, the whole game probably having a very different plan for the podcast. Um, I feel like maybe the first uh, uplifting episode that we would have in a while. Um, obviously, we have the late goal. Uh, that ends up making it a tie, but it's it's one of those ones that feels uh, a lot more like a loss. And then last weekend we had a tie, and it feels a lot more like a win. But I guess that's just soccer, baby. I don't know. That's yeah, just soccer. I guess. I don't know. I just feel like this is this is the first one where I'm like, I understand the cushion crowd mm. on this one, but um, I don't even know where to start. It just feels feels bad. And what what what's the worst is. There was player performances that, with the win, I was just going to not talk about it. Yeah. I was just going to let it go and on the next week type thing. But I don't know. Like, I don't think that you could perform that bad and ultimately not come out with the win and, and you know, come out skate-free. Yeah. Well, and I, if I have to take a stab at guessing who uh, who those player performances you would be, I think I would say uh, Tavon for sure probably is not a player that should be on the pitch um but i i guess it's tough for the system that we want to play to not have him on the pitch because alenich is obviously not a one-for-one center back and neither is turnbull to be a center back um so it's it's tough to find that way but i think Tavon's probably on your list um i know we were bantering about santi a lot over the course of the whole game who was just kind of the invisible man which is you know kind of a santi-esque thing at this point in the season um And I don't know. I guess to me, those those are the two jump outs for me. Kufre early was bad. Kufre was terrible all game. Yeah. Like he had his worst game. Um, I would not have been mad at Cushing for bringing on O'Toole at halftime. Mm-hmm. Genuinely, like um, attacks were going to die on the left side. Uh, he just was. He didn't have the effort today. His legs weren't there today. I don't know if it's an Argentinian thing, where like every four days your legs just get chopped off. <laughs> And you have to grow them back again. Yeah. But the dude didn't have any legs. He was tired. He he didn't seem like himself at all. And I'm a big Kufre guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm definitely on board with the Kufre over O'Toole thing. But after that first 45 minutes, I don't know how he had a, had a jersey on for the second half. Yeah. Um, Tavon was like, he was kind of, I don't know, like he had peaks and valleys in the game. Because there was definitely moments where like he saved goals. Mm-hmm. But there was also moments where, again, attacks were going to him to die. Um, he just looked scared. He, and folding he looked, under pressure. Yeah, like he looked under pressure in moments where there was no pressure on him. Yeah. He looked like he wasn't used to how a game flows. Like he just seemed like a deer in headlights. And we can't have that on, on the stage. I understand like this game was really, you know, you chalk it up to there's a bunch of homegrowns on the field. It's a midweek game. People are tired, but at the end of the day, like we we can't afford to have off games or games where we give excuses. We're not in that position where we can afford that. So, I would have liked more effort from a lot of the boys. Uh, outside of those two, though, I really, I mean, Santi. He's just kind of a non-factor. Yeah, I mean, he, he was a non-factor. Yeah. It wasn't that he was bad. It's just like he was a non-factor, and I. But I, I more chalked it up to. We had no presence in the midfield at all mm-hmm. throughout the entire game. I felt like our midfield was dominated. I think our possession was dominated. You would see that um, in, in the stats and in like the charts of the game. 
which would go back to the Cushing conversation of, like, I understand there's really not the depth or the players to be put in because they're all literally playing center back. Um, but when we're being dominated in midfield like that, like, you have to make adjustments mm-hmm. or, you know, give give them outlets to go to. Um, and I just, I just didn't see it happening. Yeah. Well, that's kind of that's kind of the thing, like. With depth, like you said, everybody everybody that would more or less be a regular sub that's going to come in and attempt to close a game out is already on the field at this point. Um, whether that's Hack or Alfaro, obviously in place of uh, Cheneau on international duty, um, Tiago Martin's out with the knee, and then Sands, who has been uh, at least a somewhat reliable center back, um, not as reliable as we've seen in the past, but he's gone with the men's national team. So we're we're now exhausting like all of our first choice like come in the game and and throw a wet towel on it and kill it off. Obviously, Alfredo is typically a DM sub that uh, Cushing will go for, um, but even he I think has been a bit of a a shell of the Alfredo that you know we know and love from like the 2021 season even, um, you know maybe even early 2022. But it's just yeah when you exhaust Alfredo, hack Alfaro. Tavon has obviously functioned as a sub more so since Alenich was so hot early in the season. Um, and you have nobody to come in and play. And then I think even when you do have the subs made, I think Kevin O'Toole was a good one. Um, that was I, it, though. I can, yeah, I was going to say I could, like, I think you could argue Tales. Tales can, can be argued because Santi was, like we said, pretty much a non factor out there. But Matty for GP. I know yeah. we're man we're minute managing. We played a game Saturday, we played a game Wednesday, and now we have another game Saturday. Um, but like GP probably does not want to come off. Obviously, it no. doesn't seem that way when he gets subbed off. And he probably wants to go for the hat trick. Yeah, he, he's probably going for a hattie. Um, and even if and if a sub does have to be made because we're managing minutes, it surely is not Matty when you have, in my opinion, Jason, Jason yeah. uh, as an available sub, and he did end up coming in anyways. It looked way better. And, yeah, it looked way better. I mean, that one play, he was very unlucky with the call he got. I could not believe that he burned whatever random Atlanta player. That was Firmino. I think that was Firmino, the guy that was ended it? up winning the game. Yeah. yeah. Or, well, tying it. That's It felt like he won the game, but. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. Depth, yeah, you're right. Depth is a, a massive issue at this point. It's a massive issue. We used to be able to bring in, like, an Acevedo, like, yeah. as a DM, who is, like, he, Acevedo would start on our team every single game right now. But that's the problem with the front office, let all those guys go. Yeah. With no plans. Zero right. plans. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the sub, like, even with even with the lack of depth, I still feel like the subs were not the right ones. Mm-hmm. Like, O'Toole, I'm on board with. I think you have to bring on a Lenich for Turnbull. I mean, the dude's literally, he caught, like, three concussions in a game. The dude's half dead, mm-hmm. you know, trying, trying his best to, to finish out the game. But, like. Dude, I don't even know if he could see straight at this. That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> based on what we saw, uh, I with think him it was. On the post. I will say, NYCFC source was like, he has to do more to cover that ball. First of all, ten times out of ten, if you're in that position, you are being scored on. By the way, you're, oh, well, you're not athletic enough. I have to to, do, to to get in front of that ball. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say we now have a newfound. Uh, appreciation a, a new for what it takes to actually block a ball. Yeah. So and we we got on the field. Uh, like or like played in an organized game for the first time since uh, intramurals in college, which was uh, yeah I think four to five years ago yeah, at this point, a while ago. which uh, you know feels feels insane to say out loud, but uh, it was literally 
us putting on um you were doing your best maxime chanel impression the way that it works honestly not to get too much into it but like clearly when you're not one of the uh, better players in the pool of players <laughs> yeah. you just go to the defense to yeah. to die basically like yeah to die. Well, essentially, you, you don't have the option. To even you're not going to go up to the kid that's playing for Western Mass <laughs> and be like, hey, bud, you mind if I play midfield? Yeah. Or you mind if I play striker? Yeah. Like, that's just not happening. Um, I was more than happy to play in defense. I thought, um, you know, it, it was fun to see the game that way. Yeah. But like you're just simply it's it takes a level of athlete that hasn't just burned 90 minutes of professional soccer legs to block that ball. Like, yes, in a in a perfect FIFA world. Mm-hmm. Like the defenders gonna have the energy to get there and, and be athletic enough to do it. But also, this thing happens in half a second. Yeah, and and there's a lot more people probably in that situation to blame before you get to the you know going down the turnbull line. First off, nobody covered. He shouldn't have been there. First of right. all, he shouldn't have been on the field mm-hmm. in that position. But second of all, the nobody decision played the dude that yeah crossed right. it. He was wide open. Tavon did not mark his man that he was on before the ball was played. He jumped on the other guy, which is, you know, a fair play because somebody, you know, that ball could fall to the other guy, and right. Tavon chooses to do discord instead, and it's like a catch-22. So, And then on top of that, you add the fact that this man's what? Like, he's six foot at least, right? Mm-hmm. He's got to be six foot. He's between 5'10 and six feet tall. Yeah. And this ball is coming in perfectly right in the middle of where his head is and where his knee is. So you're telling me he's got to either decide to bring his knee up yeah. halfway to his body or bring his head down. In half a second. Or bring his body to the side and not not hand hand control it. Like while Honestly, while concussed. I'm just, just going to say it. Double concussed. Like he, yeah, he was – the way that he went into that board, it is like – it's honestly shocking that, that he was, like was allowed to play. was like a car crash he went through. In the NFL, I think they, they're taking you out of the game. Probably. Like uh, he full – Full speed, Which, face first into a board. Whole nother discussion. I think Atlanta's field is literally dangerous to play on, between the turf and mm-hmm. how close those boards are. It, it reminds me of like uh, Old Trafford. You literally the the pitch ends, the lines end, and then there's a steep like five foot hill all around the yeah. entire. And you're like, how is that safe? Well, how many times how do you see the, like the like Derek Jeter? Like all you see is his legs up in the yeah. air because they go over the board, go over the wall or something. Yeah, it's, it's just, just like it's insane. Um, but yeah, I think, in my opinion, yeah, the depth's not there, but um, it needed to be O'Toole um, for Kufre because Kufre was having a nightmare. Mm-hmm. Um, Turnbull was like double, triple concussed. He should have been out for Atlantich. Um And then Tavon should have been subbed for Nico towards the end. And I, I think, mean, Nico was warming up. So. And I think that team genuinely closes out the game. Like, we don't need to go and put on attackers. Yeah. What like Jason makes sense for GP in my opinion because you want somebody maybe that's going to track back mm-hmm. more often or something like that. That makes sense to me. You know the Jason was eventually going to happen, but to not bring on Alenich or Nico in that situation to me is crazy. Mm-hmm. With the players playing the way that they did, I I just think that that team closes it out and we win two one in a game where we really did not deserve to win. By the way, well, and I also see. If we do get like Elenich and Nico in the game, I see them fighting in a way with fresh legs that uh, like certain things are not going to happen. So, you know, they're not going to get beat in certain ways. Elenich, I think, just as a as a baseline, is a very passionate, very effort driven. Like he he literally is going to leave it out on the field and like die yeah. to have a good performance. And then Nico, 
Um, I mean, as far as as far as I'm aware of him, we've only seen him at NYCFC two so far. Um, I, I heard him talk uh, at the homecoming earlier in the year, and he seems like that like he has that kind of moxie. Um, and obviously, if this is his first first team appearance ever, yeah. like he's going to do the same thing. He's going to be willing to die on the field to show that he is a, a product that's worth um, training or building up in the future. So, I, yeah, I think you're right. You know, either of them probably close this thing out 100% because, I mean, we obviously saw Tavon and Turnbull, you know, double, or, triple I concussed mean, Turnbull is not doing it. Even if you have to, like, you have to take um, – Alfredo out and you put Hack in the midfield and you put Nico in the back. Like mm-hmm. Alfredo really did not need to be in that game either. No. I mean there's just no options for him to swap out other than bringing on Nico and bringing Hack into the midfield. Mm-hmm. It just it, it just didn't look right. I I just feel like those points for the first not I I'm not going to say it for the first time cuz I, I really don't I hadn't thought about it really until this point, but that does feel like two points on on Cushing's head mm-hmm. to me. Because the entire game just felt like it felt like we had the one minute at the start. We had the lucky, um, you know, bad play by Atlanta to give us a sec- our second goal. And those were the two moments. That was it. Other than that, we pressed decently. I thought we, we put decent pressure on the ball, but we're also pressuring, like, freshly signed homegrown players. Like, these are not seasoned MLS vets. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And, and also realistically uh the second goal not only is it a mistake by the defense but it's a nightmare of a save from guzan yep. so like do we really deserve to be there i don't know well i think yeah because we we see the comments coming out of uh come out of the press conference and i think cushing said that he felt we did enough to win and i think you know you've already said it i i don't think that's the case we saw the the whole i don't know what the little graphs are i believe it's like xg um or you know, chances I think it's great, momentum, essentially. Realistically, yeah, the momentum and like possession. Type and it, and it was like Atlanta like blowing us out of the water. Yeah. Like we were pretty baseline, and then like you said, both of our goals more or less were completely against the run of play. Yeah. Like they were special opportunities where Keaton plays a great ball, and you know, Gabby dummies his defender and buries it the way that he does with his left foot. Um, and then just you know, same thing on the second one. So, yeah. I, I'd have to agree that with you that we definitely didn't do enough. Like, no, there's there's no no way that if we, we played, if we played the way today that we played for the last three games, one hundred percent we're leaving here with more than two goals and three points, mm-hmm. because we've actually played better in the last three games than I think we have all season. Yeah, and just with between the refs and just unlucky, unlucky uh, moments, we've found ourselves uh, with all of the draws. Yeah. So that's that's where I've got it. That's where my head's at. But I think you you said it earlier too. Like there's a thing that I'm starting to worry about, in that um, we're not doing our future selves any justice. I think a lot of us, you know, especially me, I'm thinking, hey, we just got to get to July 5th. Even even if it's all losses and ties on the way there, I can manage as a fan with that because I'm under the impression fully that the the Calvary is coming July. I don't think so. But I think we're you know it, if we do go full losses and ties all the way until july and now so now we've lost sands potentially for a month we come back and we have the leagues cup um and i just don't i don't know if we go full losses and ties until july 5th and then we have the leagues cup and we're resuming play what uh the beginning of august 
back in the MLS for the first time. I can't imagine resuming play in August and being in 11th and having to do anything less than probably winning at winning least out. 50. Yeah, winning out if you're lucky. Yeah. Like to get in, especially when some of the teams that are below us are becoming monsters. And yeah. what I'm talking Adding about teams. is is Inter Miami yeah. with Tata, Messi, Busquets, who knows what other, you know, random Barcelona men he's going to pull out of retirement to come and play with him. Uh, they think like Isco maybe. Uh, I know Di Maria, they're talking about him maybe going to Benfica with Tati, which would be cool, but he's been rumored yeah. to Miami. And and even beyond like these super teams that are getting created, all of the other teams in the league are also going to have a transfer yeah. window to work with. So like as we get the, good, they're going to get good too. They're also – their business is pretty much done already. Yeah. And, and we have nothing, nothing solid mm-hmm. other than somebody saying, just wait. Just yeah. wait, it'll happen. Some Eastern European, you know, kid's going to come. When? Well, like, bro, when? That's the thing. That's my only, like, that's the only thing that's a saving grace for me is we've always been the club and CFG has always been the team where, like, rumors are not a thing that typically happen, especially for NYCFC. But at this um, point, like, bro, at this point when you know the fans are this upset mm-hmm. and every single game all these loser no-name commentators on Apple TV – are sitting there like, well, just wait until this team gets a nine. You know, they're going to be getting their nine in the summer. And they're blah, blah, blah. Every time. And we never hear anything. Wouldn't you as a club want to announce that as soon as Throw they, us a bone. As soon as he, he like, literally he's not even a, an in, like a little dot of ink hits that page. Mm-hmm. You're announcing it. You're throwing that on Twitter. Yeah. Just to ease the fans a little bit. Just to give us a bone. Right. Because other teams, like you said, other teams are fully announced. Like Announced. You know exactly who's coming. You know their deals. You know where they're gonna live. There's like lights. You've got I, their addresses in, in <laughs> Miami. I don't know if if for other teams it functions as a light at the at the end of the tunnel, but like that's something that we we honestly need as yes. a fan. Like we need something to look forward to. Like I, it, it reminds me of um, certain signings with Manchester United where where the fans knew already. Mm-hmm. They're like, just announce it. Just please announce it. And it was just like. Hey, we're working on a deal for this person. Mm-hmm. And that little bit of a bone was like enough right. to get us by. That's exactly what we need. We need them to be like, hey, that dude from that had that, you know, stinker of a season with in Ligue and uh, I guess a decent season in Belgian league is gonna come here and try to save us. Yeah. Or you know whatever it is. I don't know. I don't know. But were we not were we not um, promised like three strikers already? Oh, I mean, so many. I mean, dude. Ike. And then there was this, uh, I can't remember the kid's name, but uh, I believe, I want to say he was Argentinian, um, but whatever he, league he's coming, oh, he's with um, he's with Montevideo, and he's a striker. Uh, apparently, he's pretty injury prone, but um, oh, they yeah. were saying he's definitely coming from, uh, he's definitely coming from Montevideo, and he's definitely coming to the MLS. So the the immediate assumption was that CFG is not going to send somebody from CFG team to the MLS and have it not come to us, especially in a position that's like a dire need of ours. So, you know, I guess that would be a, a best case scenario. But I mean, at this point, really, we need more. We need more than one nine. If we're if we're betting on these, uh, you know, Ike Ugbos and this other guy from Montevideo who who is, you know, injury prone exactly. for all things considered, we, we have to throw like two to three darts. And I think you said that a few episodes yeah. ago too. Like if we're 
making these small splash signings, um, there has to be like contingency plans. Yeah. Because if neither of these guys work, we're in the form that we're in right now through the rest of the, like we're not making the playoffs if if a yeah. nine comes in and they don't work because nothing's turning around otherwise uh, it, it, honestly genuinely um like i would get behind protests and stuff like that and walkouts and all the all of those things mm-hmm. if we go through the summer and we don't make like at least two to three serious signings and all we get is like homegrown uh, call-ups if that really happens and that genuinely happens you, you know I will start personally organizing walkouts <laughs> yeah. and protests. He will be, he'll be right in the and it, and it won't banners. It won't be cushing out. It'll be these clowns in our front office. That sucks, though, because that dude has to be the fall man, too, and it, it does suck. At the end but, of the day, you have to put your dick on the table. Yeah. It is what it is. It sucks. I hope, I, I hope he doesn't become, like, a fall man. He already, for all intents and purposes to the fans, he is, like, far and away the fall man. Him and Lee. <laughs> And Lee is probably more, a lot more. No, I'm saying Lee, than Cushing. not Cushing. Yeah, no, I know, but I'm saying Cushing. I'm most pro Cushing. Be the fall man. I'm pro Cushing, pretty much. I'm going mean, through to a to a fault, but um, to Lee. <laughs> <laughs> with with Lee, he's he's on a short leash because at the end of the day, you got to get the business done and properly support a manager, mm-hmm. and um, Cushing has not simply has not had that. Yeah, he has not had any support. Um, whatsoever you know signing a left back is not gonna support a team that just lost loaning legends think, right yeah go for a loan i don't know no we bought him oh, we bought richie him. was alone yeah Rich. but I even hate, i hate that that boy is alone but him too I, I feel like he needs to sharpen up because and not just start picking on players but i'm just thinking of it like richie early in this or richie i'm thinking of richie <laughs> um <laughs> richie uh, earlier in the season was like our saving grace. Like now, I, you're bugged. He's still, bu- he's still our best player. No, he's still very good, but I feel like he's just. I don't know what it, he's not bringing. Like what I, the same magic that I felt like every time he well, came no, I on, feel like or he, every time he was starting, I'm like, oh, because it was go. Like we're saved because it was new. It was like so much effort that we hadn't seen up to that point. Yeah, and he just does that every game, so it's not. It doesn't stand out anymore. Yeah, that's. i in my opinion, that's what I think you're going through. But yeah. I guess it must be, and and he got like he runs know, his ass off. He got like the Elenich treatment, where for whatever reason he just wasn't being subbed, wasn't being started for a few weeks with no meaning, seemingly no meaning behind it. Um. So yeah, I mean in that way, like you said, at the moment I think we support Cushing to a fault, but uh, I think the decisions that we disagree with are at an all time high. Yeah, uh, for sure. Over the last. I don't know if it's been a month now, maybe two, three weeks, we could say. Um, it's been pretty bad. In terms of subs and lineup decisions, it's really – and, you know, he has, he's had his work cut out for him with the injuries and the call-ups. Exactly. All yeah. that stuff, It you know. But there have been many situations that we do not agree with in that period that he could have done differently despite all of that. Um, so, I don't know. I guess we, I guess we keep fighting to – july because at this point that's literally all we can do like that is the light at the end of the tunnel is july at this point and shit it's fucking well that's the first f-bomb on the podcast but it's <laughs> it's uh it's june 20th so i guess we don't have very long to wait we, we've got what two weeks three weeks so i don't know i just don't like the weeks have been bad uh, lately unless we literally 
have like a crazy D-Day and we drop like six bombs on Twitter and just signing after signing after signing, I genuinely don't see how we get business done between now and the 5th. I don't. I'm trying to remember what time we said the F-bomb so we could uh, <laughs> take that thing out of there before, <laughs> before Apple Pods gives us a little explicit tag. But no, you're right. It, like deals are just gonna have to come fast i guess like i don't know i don't know there's many pieces that this team needs even in terms of depth yeah. like you would you would hope that we get like probably cdm depth honestly uh we maybe even i don't know center back depth we've nah, seen good we if hack like a, is good we need a proper box to box mid like i don't cdm i don't really it just does it's not a position that floats my boat but if like personally. sands is gone and alfredo is your choice you're literally that's your not choice. hack but he's center back. Yeah, but the position that he plays at center back is just a slightly deeper lying mm-hmm. CDM. So for to me, it's hack. I like CDM. I don't care about it at all. Don't touch it. I don't. Literally, if you don't touch it, it doesn't matter. If you can get like an actual creative box to box midfielder to take a little bit of pressure off of R10, whoever mm-hmm. that is. If it's Santi, if it's Ledesma, I don't care. Whoever's gonna be better. Literally, if we, if we sit our DP and and somebody's playing well at ten, I don't care. How let let Santi rot on the bench. Um, How dumb is we that? Need, we need we just need a midfielder that can actually be creative and and move the ball forward. Keaton mostly is that guy, but he can't be the only one. Mm-hmm. And, and Keaton, so, I've noticed like uh, Keaton's legs like go very early. He gets kicked a lot though. Yeah. He gets, well, he, and he I think gets he's being so often. He's and getting he's being asked so to do a lot. Frustrated with it. He's being asked to do a lot too. Yeah. Which I think is probably very he's frustrating doing a lot for of him as well. Um, because I think he honestly, I think you're right. He's fulfilling that role at the yeah. moment of the box to box, and on both sides of the field. Like tonight, for instance, um, he's picking up the slack for Asante that's invisible, and yep. then he's picking up the slack for an Alfredo that is not in form. Yeah. And when you do that on saturday and then you do that on a wednesday and then you do that on a saturday yeah. and you do that for two months straight uh and you're not 20 years old and you're anymore. not and you're not getting points you're not getting any morale boosts any any calls really anything yeah i can imagine that is like and he yeah you're right on the field he has been the most frustrated player by far yeah and i'm not i'm not quite sure i've ever really seen him like that like he's never been as vocal yeah. and as not, I don't want to say tantrum because that is like a little condescending, but like that's kind of like what I yeah. mean. Like, you know, um, so yeah, I don't know. I think you're right. He needs, he obviously needs help. Somebody, the people yeah. need to start and all the, helping each other out at this point. Alfredo, like, he had a, he had some good times with us, but ultimately, Alfredo's not, he's not the guy, yeah, right. And so, um, well, he's not a long term solution by no. any stretch. I don't even think he's like a right now solution, yeah. He's not even really, like he's a band aid at the end of a game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, he's like yeah, you're right. He's like seventieth minute and yeah. on when you can feel comfortable putting him in. Right. Um, if you're up. Honestly. Anything else? It's like it's tough. I don't know. And, and I we're we're big Alfredo guys. Oh, I love Al- Alfredo's like, one of my favorite players. And people, great yeah. guy too. Yeah. But like, it just it's not working out anymore. We need somebody young in that position. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. There's a lot of needs for this team. We probably need another center back with Thiago being out for who knows how long. Yeah. So. And you hate to say it, but he's not going to be all the way up to 100%. Probably for a little while once he gets back. Yeah. Um, And, you know, Chanel's going to be having to pick up the slack 
you know, although Hack and Al- Alfaro have been lights out, yeah. honestly, considering Alfaro has been like sh- shockingly good, and that's lights out in you know considering to what a lot of people would expect from them, including us, especially if it comes to like an Alfaro. Um, the expectations have been far exceeded, so uh, you know at least Chanel will have help that way. But you know if he's playing alongside like a Tavon or you know a triple concussed Turnbull, having Maxime yeah. pick up all those extra shifts, the way that Keaton is picking up these extra shifts is not gonna bode well for I don't know Honestly, a thirty-five year old man. I feel a lot better with the same formation we just had, but with Alfaro, Chanel in the middle, and then Hack on the right. Mm-hmm. Like, with, if you get Tavon out better. of it, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's all you're doing. That's all you're doing is... No, but you're well, also you're adding s- Chanel. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're one for one in tape yeah. on a Chanel. Right. And then shuffling it, but like... The, yeah. Yeah. The net result is tape on is out of the line. And Chanel's back in. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it'll help. Um, That's probably it for 105. You know, cheeky midweek episode. We've got... I don't even... Who do we have on the weekend? We have... Uh, Portland. Portland. We've got, yeah, Portland at 10.30 at night. 10.30? Holy cow. Well, okay. Well, well that's least... good. We'll be home from the Hartford game. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. That's actually. That's prime. Yeah, that's nice That's peak. That's nice of them. <laughs> that's peak. That's, um, a lot of, that's a lot of football for a day. That is a lot. They, If we stay up until Honestly, for that morning. one, like, if you were to catch the spaces, we're going to be off the tail end of of uh of a boozed up Hartford game so who knows <laughs> yeah who knows what what'll happen we'll see how it goes um but yeah i guess hear from us after that one i don't it doesn't look like there's a midweek after that one so you know you probably get the regular monday tuesday episode whatever it is um recapping that game and then looks like we got montreal away then we got charlotte at home on the week or yeah on the midweek so you know, back to midweek games, so probably a few extra episodes and a few extra games for the boys. I'm not sure if that's going to bode well. That looks like that actually is July 5th, so I, I've i been told at least eligibility sake, like if you sign a player in this window, they cannot play until the day of July 5th, so I don't know. Maybe if we wake up one day and we're blessed, we have a new player playing uh, at home against Charlotte. That'd be cool, but I have to see, I guess. I think pray, we're gonna, pray every night. Our only signing is going to be homegrowns, and we're going to have protests we're not gonna go for to the, the Charlotte game if that happens. No, <laughs> straight up. If we don't, no. if we don't make like legit signings, we're not in the playoffs. No. So that's what we're looking forward to. I guess yeah. wrap it up on a high note, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, that's one of five. Follow us on Twitter, Post Ninety Pod at Post Ninety Pod. Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube has ads now. Um, and we'll catch you guys in 106. Peace.